Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. President Trump surpassed his judicial confirmation goal with a year-end Senate sprint, confirming 13 district court nominees over two days before the recess. That brings the number of Trump appointees to 183 at district and appeals courts and two at the Supreme Court. Democrats have been taking notice of the conservative stamp Trump is putting on the federal judiciary. Here's Senator Amy Klobuchar at last week's PBS NewsHour political presidential debate. We have to immediately start putting judges on the bench to fill vacancies so that we can reverse the horrific nature of these Trump judges. Joining me is Carl Tobias, professor at the University of Richmond School of Law. So, Carl, has President Trump hit his three-year target for judges or actually exceeded it? He has exceeded his target by appointing 50 appellate court judges, 133 district court judges, and two Supreme Court justices. His target was 180, and he's hit 185. You mentioned 50 circuit court judges. That's only five short of President Barack Obama's record in an eight-year period. Tell us about the circuit courts and which have been flipped. Well, President Trump has set all records for appellate confirmations at this juncture of a presidency. He's appointed the most, 50. There's only one vacancy out of 179 nationwide, which hasn't been the case since the last century. And he has been able to flip the Second Circuit, the Third Circuit, and the Eleventh Circuit. So they all have Republican-appointed judges in the majority on those courts. Have we seen a change from the more conservative judges at the appellate level? Have we seen a change in the decisions yet? I think it's pretty early to tell that. There have been a number of opinions written by those judges, of course. Usually they're concurrences or dissents, as opposed to, say, the majority on a three-judge panel. But we're beginning to see some of those cases where Trump judge makes the difference. For example, in the case out of the Fifth Circuit just decided on Obamacare, where the judge supplies the third vote that makes a majority. And so that's likely to happen. And don't forget the legacy. People who are in their 40s will be serving for three or four decades on the appellate courts. And we'll see more and more opinions coming from those judges over time. So now that he's filled virtually every vacancy in the appellate court system, Mitch McConnell has turned to the district court, the trial court judges in the federal system. So what did he manage to do before the Senate adjourned for the break? Well, he was able to bring forward 13 nominees and have cloture and confirmation votes on all 13 for vacancies around the country, which is a substantial number. And that has brought the number of district vacancies down to 67, which is the fewest that there have been in the Trump administration. And it was as high as 150. And it also has brought down the emergency vacancies, which are the worst cases because of protracted vacancies and huge dockets. That number has gone from 86 at its high to 41. And so it's good in the sense of 
filling these vacancies, giving the courts the resources they need, especially in civil cases. The ideological bent of a district court judge, is it as important as the ideological bent of an appellate judge? No, it's not. And principally because the reach of a decision or an opinion out of a district court judge doesn't even bind his or her colleagues in the same courthouse, as opposed to the appellate level where a decision, for example, out of the Second Circuit binds everyone in New York, Connecticut, and Vermont. And so because the Supreme Court hears so few cases, 100 a year, that is the Supreme Court for people who live in those three states. And so those decisions are more critical to creating precedent in the regional circuits around the country. And so the Trump administration has focused like a laser on filling all of those vacancies. How is he able to do this so fast? Is he skipping over some of the debate? Who is vetting all these candidates? Well, mostly they're being vetted by the White House and Justice Department, And sometimes that leads to insufficiently rigorous investigation. And sometimes in the Judiciary Committee, there isn't as complete investigation or questioning with rigor of the nominees that some people would like to see. And nine of his nominees received not qualified ratings from the ABA, and seven of those have been confirmed, three for the appellate courts. So there is some slippage there, and all presidents except Trump and George W. Bush have honored and followed those uh, ABA recommendations, going back to Eisenhower. And, And, of course, President Obama refused to nominate anyone who received a not qualified rating. You want to have the very finest people on the appeals and district courts around the country. Thanks, Carl. That's Carl Tobias, professor at the University of Richmond School of Law. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.